listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Do I amuse you like a clown? Wait, am I like a clown funny? I like Reed Rudner funny. Reed Rudner funny. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Hi. Hi. Are we recording? Oh, hi. Yeah, yes, we're yes, recording. John? Let me explain. Let me explain, please. <laughs> Let me explain what happened. To you. Okay. So we were going to do the karaoke episode, right? We was going to sing a lot and it's going to be much jubilation. <laughs> and then what <laughs> happened was technical issues got in the motherfucking way. I just transformed back into this voice for some reason. <laughs> so you're just the You whole... went from Cuban man all of a sudden to Leon Phelps. Yes, Leon, you're going to stick with us, I'm just saying okay? there's a fine line and we got to worry about these people moving into our neighborhoods. Worry? Are what? you Canadian now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just we got to worry about it, okay? Jesus. God. So anyway, guys, uh, the karaoke episode is coming. It will be coming soon. To we an just, ear near you. Yeah, we're just we're just working on a couple a glitch that we that made it impossible for us to do the episode, um, but we were really excited because we had some cool shit ready to go. Oh, we still do. It's coming, yeah. Sarah. And I, was all I got you, girl. Because mm-hmm. I just got done doing a show. Can you feel the so, love tonight, Sarah? I feel I, it. I, I feel, feel that love. I feel your love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all up in me. <laughs> all up in me. So we, love is in the shape of a fist. <laughs> wow, that is way too much information. Minivan. <laughs> Two in the front, five in the back. Uh, the other thing is that we also had a bottle of wine amongst the three of us, yep. and then yeah. Sean had a lot of weed. So we, um, we, we're, we're already yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, Sean, we're a bit looks toasty. Like, looks like one of your eyes is escaping your head. <laughs> it is escaping my head. It's floating. It's, it's like melting away. It's been escaping Sean's head for thirty-two years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, slowly trying to eat. Okay, like real trying. quick, real quick. Can I give a shout out to Sean's mountain cave? Yeah, it's really that. coming together. Oh my god, what is that? Is the that Star Wars is, clock? Is very is cool. Is that the Star Wars clock? Oh, yep. that's yeah, sick. That's Star Wars clock. That was. You should see all the shit on the desk. The shit on the desk is fucking really awesome, especially this picture of Brian dressed up as Batman Aww. and me dressed up as Dick Tracy. Oh, you guys are so cute. With my little, little six-year-old mu- mullet. Yes. Oh my god, that's a that's yeah. A great Brian mullet. had the power mullet, and this is this is his grand Batman costume. It's black jeans with what looks like Vans, and then <laughs> like a plastic chest plate. Uh, something that shoots darts off of it that's on his hand and then just like plastic on the face. So <laughs> I will say that mullet in the back. I, must, I must say that the Batman costume that I wore when I was eight uh-huh. was a lot better. That and was the one my, you wore that, when you were 18? No, no. That was my, that yeah. was my Epicus Maximus. Like that was my, I had a full utility belt that wow. had gadgets on it and had black makeup. Oh. I wore under the eyes and did all that shit. So Brian. Mazeballs. Two questions Wait, for black you. under the eyes? Was that blackface? Are you doing blackface, No, Brian? I was going being... for film authenticity. Ooh, Don't you, you dare call me a blackface artist. Brian, when I thought it was blackface, I was really proud of you, and now I don't give a it's shit. Batman, not Batminstrel. Come on now. Batminstrel. <laughs> uh, okay, question number one, Brian. How many times have you been Batman for Halloween? Twice. Oh, God. How, question number two. How many times have you been Superman? Do you count the times I've been Clark Kent changing yes. Superman? Yes. Uh, three or four. Okay. Fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Three times in a row? Or are we talking? Okay, okay. No, third bonus question. When will you get some originality? Oh! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, this year, I was a character of my own creation. That's so true. So shut your fucking mouth. Uh, I will say, actually, the Catholic priest was pretty fucking funny. That the was. priest outfit was pretty good. So last year, just for those who didn't know, so Sarah has a Halloween party every single year. And she was great. She was 
uh, possessed Dana Barrett <laughs> from the original Ghostbusters. There is no Dana, only It was dude. awesome. Uh, the Zool Dana, basically, yeah. And I showed up as a priest, so I had a cassock, I had the stole, and uh, but it was a fairly pedestrian priest outfit. Like get to one... the punchline, get to the punchline. So to liven it up, I found, uh, well, my dad had given me years ago a, an entire album of Benedictine chant. <laughs> And I, I put it on my phone, and I had that playing on loop the entire night oh, in my yeah. pocket. God. And it was just this ominous sound. It was sound super that, faint, too. Like, so yeah, it was like, as he walked in, I was like, what the, the fuck, fuck is that, is that happening? <laughs> and it, would take, it took people like an hour <laughs> to figure out that it was that it was my, it was me. Is it coming from Brian? It's coming from Brian. But once everyone figured out, they were like, oh my god, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was So clever. there's a picture of it on the Neuronomy Instagram. Check there is. it out. But you don't hear the sound of it, though. That's no, you, you need don't the full need to. But, you got the, but we yeah. get the idea. Hey, so yeah. Halloween was awesome a month ago, because it's closer <laughs> to Thanksgiving when this is coming out. Oh, and I know I brought it up. I'm really yeah, yelling your at fault. myself here. Mm-hmm. Proceed. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Proceed. Thank so, you, Mom. Before you guys get your turkey and yams on, we are going to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what you do after you do your turkey and yams and potatoes and whatever the fuck you else you eat. You jam your giblets in your mashed potatoes. I'm and really you confused do... at where Brian's going with this. Yeah. Are you well, making a I sex mean, thing, Brian? I feel like you naturally the next thing you want to do after you binge eat is you watch a hip hop movie. Oh, my oh, God. Well, clearly. Yeah. Duh. Like, come on, like turkey and crushed groove. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Uh, Break in the wishbone. This comes from the guy uh, who lost a bet to what was going to be the biggest movie of all time. E.T. or Crush Group. Hey, you, fuck you, because time's going to tell on that motherfucker. Sure, sure. (laughs) You actually lost a bet on that? No, it's from Dogma. Damn it. Jesus, you fucking cretin. And I know that. I know that. Why did I even catch that one? Guys, on that note, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm drunk Roxy Noberry. And I'm mortified that you didn't immediately recognize that fucking quote. <laughs> name. Um, and I'm name. Sean Moriarty. <laughs> Alcohol shenanigan. <laughs> shenanigan Moriarty. Shaka Khan Moriarty. Shaka Khan. Name a new alcohol shenanigan. Shenanigan. Yeah, sorry, Brian. That bitch just kicked. I poured out the last of it. Okay, round of hands or round of applause. I don't know. Show of hands. That's what I was trying to say. Yep. Who has seen Straight Outta Compton? Okay, Sean, myself, Brian. Not I'm raising Sarah. two hands because I saw it twice. He saw it. He loved it so much. I have not been to the movie theaters. That's okay. In a while. <laughs> That's okay, baby. We got you, boo. We got you, boo. Because I. There's too much going on. Ooh, that's I'm like poor. right. <laughs> and Sarah, my... that's like right before brain surgery. Someone's brain surgeon says, "I haven't done." Pain surgery for a while, <laughs> well, so, but you know, it's going to be okay. But I feel good. I feel good. Just one question. Which is a tool I use to split the skull open? Oh, God. <laughs> Admittedly, yeah. the time that I would normally spend going to the movies uh-huh. is now spent researching movies for this podcast that are happen to be more timely yeah. or researching oh, for yes. nerds on history. So, you know, you we do what, what we got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fair enough, baby girl. But, but seeing movies is research. Whatever. I know, but it's like, would I rather see the stuff that I need to watch to, you know, talk about it in a week? Or <laughs> do I have time to go see something that we might not even talk about except for... Sarah, you're right. Open. You don't have to keep defending yourself. I'm not a 
victim. <laughs> I am not an animal. I'm a human being. <laughs> All right, let's get this motherfucker on the road. Why are we so. talking about hip hop movies? Because they're fucking awesome. Yeah, because we wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And Straight out of Compton was the bomb.com. We've done so many episodes that have been user suggested, and don't get me wrong, we love doing those mm-hmm. we love episodes. Our users. This one was literally one that just kind of came to us one day mm-hmm. and said, well, why not? Let's do it. Um, and you guys will have fun because I haven't seen a single one of the movies we're going to talk about. Today. Not even, not wow. even like not even one. Well, I saw I saw part of Crush Groove. Not I saw even part eight of Crush mile? Groove. What you've seen Eight Mile? I've seen Eight Mile. That's so a hip hop movie. A chunk of Eight Mile. That's a hip hop movie. Yeah, fair. And of course, yeah. Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. I mean, I know you play Brown Sugar on loop. <laughs> I saw Maybe. Brown Sugar. I, I just, did too. I saw yeah. that in the theaters, dude. I saw it on a plane. Nice. I and saw then, that in the theaters because one of my friends God, at the time Morris had the baddest crush on Tay Diggs. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a pretty sexy man. Oh, my God. I You're mean, a Tay Diggs up... girl. I am a Morris Chestnut kind of girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sean. you know, who doesn't like tight pecs and washboard abs? Yeah, exactly. Most guys is the answer. Oh, and Unless you're shit, most deaf was in him. Brown Sugar, too, and he's pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking about those movies? Because they all fall under the umbrella term that is a hip-hop movie. Yeah, so... Why don't we talk about what really makes a hip hop movie? Because before that, though, hmm? let's just make this as a a uh, how do we say this? A warning to everybody: you're about to listen to four suburban whiteish people. Yes, <laughs> technically I'm brown, but yeah, she's a nice brownish. Brown. I'm like I'm like beige. <laughs> We're like beige. Th- it's yeah. we're we're three quarters white and a quarter tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, I've got some Mediterranean blood, but that's Whatever. that's yeah. still Continue your thoughts. Go on. Lindsay. I'm just saying, you're about to listen to a bunch of suburban Bay Area people <laughs> try to speak in an enlightened manner <laughs> about hip hop movies. Oh, God. So take it with a gigantic grain of salt or and, pepper in this well, case. And, I and guess. like we would, this is the part where we welcome the feedback yeah. because if you have you know, a different experience, a different opinion. Like we're obviously not trying, like with all of our topics, we're not trying to be like representatives of culture, No, but we're just trying no. to explore. We're, we're movie fans. Well, culture. Like yeah. About yeah. I mean, I'm of the mindset that culture is not a skyscraper, nor is it, um, mutually exclusive. Yep. either. Yes. Culture is. And if you too. guys hear me refer to any Tyler Perry movies as dark comedies, don't fucking lose your <laughs> oh <my> shit. <God. laughs> <laughs> Sean, Jesus. Wow, Seanzy. Good thing we're not talking okay. about Tyler Perry tonight because okay. we're going to talk about hip hop movies yes. under the specific genre of a hip hop movie. Yeah. It's a genre all into itself because of its historical significance. Yes. And I think probably we're going to talk a lot about the historical historical hip hop movies like of the late 70s, early 80s, and that kind of right, thing. Right. Which is. Yeah. Which I mean is no surprise. It yeah. lines up with the dawn of mm-hmm. of rap of hip hop music and rap music. Yeah, exactly. yeah, buddy. So if we talk about what are the kind of there's a four like a defined four elements of hip hop mm-hmm. that really make a hip hop movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can kind of pick and choose three from real those. elements. There's one that's up in the air. It's debatable these days. Okay, so yeah. there's rapping, <laughs> rapping mm-hmm. as MC. Mm-hmm. Uh. Turntablism mm-hmm. or DJing or DJing, mm-hmm. hip hop dance slash breaking, yeah. So or b boying or b boying because well b boying son <laughs> because there's so much there's more aspects to to hip hop dance yeah. now yeah. because there's like a new type of hip hop dance like every month. It started so, as b boying though. It started and then it off as b boying to breaking. Yeah, 
Yeah, and hip hop dance is hard. It's now like when you go to, to study dance, yeah. it is it's, like yeah. ballet, jazz, yeah. and hip hop. It's crazy. yeah, it, like everything is derivative of those three. Well, now. because you have to unlearn ballet and jazz to do hip hop. Yeah, and then the fourth one, arguably, um, graffiti. Yeah, which is the debated one, honestly, in the hip hop community, which I find pretty interesting. I know? the the thing that I appreciate about this is I feel like. Um, especially when we're talking about film, film being an artistic, creative endeavor, mm-hmm. a storytelling endeavor, I feel like those four elements are also very much artistic answers to the movement that was going on, yeah. um, to dealing with, you know, the poverty and the violence and the struggles in the South Bronx and, and everything like that. And it was a really good creative, um, artistic output. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, so I find it like that it fits so well into Doesn't film. It? it makes it such a nice medium and honestly made it, and I'm going to be really frank here, made it digestible for white people yeah. to, to put hip hop on the mainstream. And that's also a thing that I think is is really kind of cool about hip hop is that it, it, it started out as, as a pretty selective sort of uh, situation, right? That the gangs of the South Bronx... Um, you know, invented it, frankly. Mm -hmm. Like, they used it as an outlet for them during a really violent and uh, poverty-stricken time in New York City um, in the early 1970s. And they were just having house parties and they were just hanging out and they were, you know, tagging and playing music and rapping and just shooting the shit. Um, And then certain events transpired to where it started to break out into the mainstream Mm -hmm. and get out of the Bronx. and Essentially, it was... The rest of the world. Essentially, it was Burning Man before Burning Man. It was a bunch of people getting together, music, <laughs> yeah. art, drugs, and shit. It mm-hmm. was Burning Man before Burning Man. And then at the end, they just burnt a gigantic fucking blunt instead of a, a dude. Right. Made and they also had a major blackout in 1977 in New York City that caused a lot of electronic stores to mm-hmm. get looted and broken into and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. a lot of folks It's the electronic stole... store's fault. Yeah, they, <laughs> they looted those, uh, those poor stores and they got their own equipment. And that actually, ironically enough, uh, enabled the whole movement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so, so it's really interesting. I mean, if we want to talk about like some of the early instances of, of hip hop film, the first... So there's the first feature film. Yeah. And that was 1983's Wild Style. Filmed in 1982, released in 1983. But before that, mm-hmm. there was um, a art short right. done for the, through, um, oh God, what was her name? Julie something Velo. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and whatever. And uh, it's called Breakspear. Oh my God. That's right. I know about Breakspear. Oh, yeah. My and God. it's like Thank a, ten, it was a that. 10 minute short film that actually yeah. did win, uh, like the college, like the college Academy Award for the, the year through Syracuse University. And it was a, it's very, you can actually look it up on YouTube. It's called Breakspear. And I mean, it features like a white guy and a black dude in like, an epic rap battle type thing where one of them is <laughs> dressed in Shakespearean garb and kind of like, like rapping Shakespearean like, and the other guy's more modern and it's very peculiar. I love it. <laughs> but I it's, love but it's it. like classic, classic late seventies, like sugar Hill gang rappers delight <laughs> kind of rapping. And so, Great. you know, a lot of introductions 
yeah. and, and <laughs> of who I am. Yeah. Let me tell you who I am. I'm so and so, and I'm here to say exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which was a main element of hip hop music anyway. Where oh, it's yeah. all about you know them talking about themselves and representing where they're coming from and who yeah. they are and having no shame about it. Mm-hmm. So you see that in all the hip hop movies. That yeah. it's a lot about repping home, and it's all about pride in where you come from, even though where you come from is a place that's you know shrouded in a lot of shame and a lot of you know tough tough times and tough people mm-hmm. um it's still important and that's a common theme that you see in a lot of these movies like the yeah. the first one we talked about um wild style mm-hmm. that movie is literally just a cinema verite exploration of the uh, taggers of south bronx yeah. just a bunch of graffiti artists just trying to do their own thing mm-hmm. and then the inclusion of the new york art scene yeah. trying to popularize uh graffiti art and trying to you know uh, just which uh, was make I mean, it a legitimate art was, thing was interesting Practic- I mean, it's and effectively based on a true story, really, yeah, 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 yeah. is that there really were, like, as this stuff was coming up out of the South Bronx, there were white journalists who were coming in and said, oh, there's God. something special happening here. Yeah. And telling other, you know, sort of progressive art-minded people. Yeah. And sort of kind of opening all this stuff and bringing it more into the mainstream mm-hmm. it's so funny sarah you and i were like the white journalist is such a bad actress oh my god she's so <laughs> bad like the acting in wild style is oh, not good but no. also keep in mind it barely had a script oh my god yeah that was and, but pers- really interesting i mean and there were some amazing mm-hmm. amazing people in that movie oh yeah um you have uh grandmaster flash and grandmaster Fox. flash yeah, was in it five um, fucking Lady Pink, who mm-hmm. was like one of the biggest female, gra- is one of the biggest female graffiti artists. Yeah. Um, Lee Quinones, mm-hmm. who is the lead of the movie, is still to this day a, a historically amazing graffiti artist. Oh man, yeah, he's the he's the protagonist of the. Yeah, film. and like yeah. so many other like hip hop artists. I love and, it. And um. And b-boys and yeah. DJs that were all coming through and like make appearances in this movie. Oh, isn't that? So and were weird? they were they playing themselves? Or were they playing characters? They're playing you know, characters funny. loosely based on themselves. It's Got funny it. because one of the characters, um, I think it was, uh, might have been Grandmaster Flash. He based his character off of a real life person that was featured in Style Wars, which is the documentary that was released the same year. Mm. Um, and Style Wars was just done as a you know exploration. Um, of really just hip hop in general, and also tagging. Um, and it was kind of similar to Wild Style in the sense of like it, it includes also the hip hop community juxtaposed with the white media. Yeah, you know them trying to get in and trying to. Uh, in this case, in uh, Style Wars, it's politicians who are trying to stop them. Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting too that they kind of like they're almost like companion pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wild Style and Style Wars really got hip-hop movies on the map, and they really encompassed all that is hip-hop during that time. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, hip-hop in general blew up during the mid-80s, yeah. right? It got super popular, and I, then it just, it just bankrolled from there on out. Yeah, and I, and I will say, I think, um, it was Fab Five Freddy who was the one who basically That's really right. pushed that movie into, mm-hmm. into existence. Yeah. And then, so the really terrible white actress, Patty Astor... <laughs> Um, actually was in, she was in other hip hop related movies that were like made like low budget underground, blah, 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 because she was effectively also playing that role where she was introducing all these people into the, 
um, into the New York art scene. Right. Do you, you know what she also reminded me of? She kind of reminded me of Debbie Harry. Well, yeah, I mean, book. she drives up listening yeah. to Blondie anyway. So Debbie Harry had a huge part to play in mm-hmm. popularizing hip hop too. Because yeah. she sampled some hip hop in her music. Yes. And a lot of hip hop is, was in the early days, sampled mm-hmm. with like electronic well, music, phone, and like, pop. So, le- so let's not forget though that Debbie Harry also, you know, was mm-hmm. featured at like CBGBs and yeah. all that other stuff. Was yeah. so she was in the sort of underground music scene as it was. I love it. And so there was a lot of blending there that happened. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So it was very interesting. I, I mean, so Wild Style is on Netflix. You guys really should watch it. Check it um, out. It takes a second to get into it because you're just kind of like, wow, this is such a retro throwback, and then you're kind <laughs> of like, what's happening? But, and even though, even though it has barely a script. Mm-hmm. The way that some of those actors are talking, uh-huh. the way that they're delivering their lines, you can tell when they're like delivering plot points and then it sounds really bad. <laughs> but when they're just talking, oh yeah, it's so it's such a time capsule mm-hmm. of what was happening at the time. It was really, I don't know, it's really cool. Definitely worth watching. Yes, Go it's like watch. it's basically a hip hop concert as a movie because that's how it ends. It just crescendos into this really badass. Um, Excuse me. Uh, just the finale. I loved it because it, yeah. it's basically a hip hop concert mm-hmm. and it, it, it's just awesome concert footage. Yeah. And you just have so much fun with it. So it, it's kind of a hard movie to get into, but you appreciate it for the historical value. Yeah. Um, and once you once you like left it, you're like, yeah. I don't think that there was a story in there, but I liked it anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of felt that same way about Crush Groove getting having a gang it being hard to get into but it's also because when I started watching it I got the feeling it was a musical it was mm-hmm. a musical that was being mm-hmm. done with rap and that's not bad because obviously there have been musicals that have been done with rap and it's been successful yeah. uh, with it freaking Carmen the hip opera on MTV <laughs> no joke that was actually really fucking good Beyonce was in it oh and God. I mean okay so Carmen's one of my favorite operas and so like when it, ever it's done is a really cool adapta- adaptation <laughs> be it hip hop or Hey Arnold wow. I really appreciate it <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Oh, man. I love it. Sean, what are some of your favorite hip-hop movies? I'm going to have to say uh, Straight Outta Compton's right on the top there after I saw it. Yeah. uh, Eight Mile's pretty decent. I don't love Eight Mile. I think it's a pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I could tell you some of my favorites I like to watch because they're terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that would be Notorious, the Notorious B.I.G. movie. It's like watching a like made for lifetime mini series, but put on a movie screen you paid ten dollars to see. <laughs> Sorry, true but true. And yeah. get rich or die trying. That one's a fun one to make fun of. Nice, nice. What about uh um, what am I thinking of with Terrence Howard? Um, Hustle and oh, Flow. Hustle and Flow. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's a good. I mean, come movie. on, Three Six Mafia won the Oscar. Because mm-hmm. of that movie. I know they did, and those songs were really good, and the performances, and the songs being authentic, yeah, and the acting being so great, totally. made that movie. It, they, neither one of them could have done without the other. And that was a hard movie for Terrence Howard to do. I remember listening to an interview he gave on NPR when that came out. Yeah, and he was talking about how he, the character was a hard character for him to grasp and to play. But the director absolutely believed in him. And he even asked, because he was, because Terrence Howard's a trained singer, like he was singing and like with his guitar and like playing on the set. He even asked the director, could we make the character a singing character instead of a rapping character? And said, is there something we can do? Because he was just that struggling. Mm. And it it basically required the the director to pep talk him into convincing him that he had everything he could to play that character 
Right. Wow. Um, Incredible. So if you consider that performance with that amongst the backdrop of him having all that struggle to prepare for the part, and that got him an Oscar nomination. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's putting him on the map, essentially. Yeah, yeah totally. So there you yep. go. Now he, and now we have him think because he's the lead in Empire, right? I know, so. right? You know what's interesting about this, though? Like, I love the fact that we're talking about it because, let's be honest, you guys, the majority of these movies are not critically acclaimed at all. They're pretty... They're not that good. Technically speaking, I mean... It, it, but they're fun cult classics. They're right. fun. I mean, I'll say 8 Mile... I mean, 8 Mile was really good. I know Sean yeah. doesn't like it as much. I thought it was really good. I, yeah, no, but... I enjoy it. I just was like, I thought that it it didn't really like hit me as hard yeah. as some of the other I guess I mean, speaking for, for my own For like Brittany Murphy's performance. Yeah, no, she was she amazing. Was and Kim Basinger, and she Kim was Basinger, pretty fantastic. Yeah. There's a select bunch that I really feel are strong films. Oh, sure. And overall, though, because this is such a wide genre and hip hop mm-hmm. is such a wide, it's such a huge yeah. cultural phenomenon um, and just culture in general, uh, you can go so many ways. You know, you can do so many different projects and sure. make so many different types of films that are loved yeah. and panned. Well, you can go from some, you can do like, and I can't believe I'm putting this in the same sentence, <laughs> but like Boys in the Hood yeah. versus. Step up, you know, know. <laughs> when you can still capture the fun and the drama, yeah, which, which I kind yeah. of hate to consider like step up, step and, up that, and that franchise. Okay, no, 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 well, don't get me wrong, that is fun to watch. As yeah. somebody who loves dance, mm-hmm. yeah, I love watching those movies. But I mean, they're, Jane they're two very oh. different intentions, and that's yeah. why I think, and I think that's where you why you can draw the line between them. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood is very much in the same way that. Straight out of Compton is it's about telling a story about that time, yeah. that place. But Boys that in the Hood's struggle. not a hip hop movie. Exactly. Ah, it movie, it's a movie that contains hip hop in it, <laughs> but it, it's not. Straight Step Up is very much in the sense of what an old school musical would be like. And I don't mean the sense that there's singing in it, rather that the an old school musical, a a a, a book musical basically. Actually, Boys in the Hood is a hip hop movie. If you, if you count all the elements of hip hop, which we're talking about b-boying, we're talking about MCing, we're talking about uh, yeah, none of that happens in that movie. None of them are rapping in that movie. But that's including rap music, and the rap music is the uh, there's kind music of like the aura there's, of the movie. It's the attitude. I thought of we're the talking about. General. I thought we're talking about movies that were about the hip hop industry and people being becoming hip hop stars no i mean well, that's included in the genre included, itself yeah. but hip-hop movies in general they have to include those elements right and as, i mean i think it's important to classify that within this genre there's fusion right mm-hmm. sean's thinking more in terms of hip-hop biopic which is fine yeah boys in the hood is a different it's just hip-hop drama yeah step up to, is hip-hop musical it really mm-hmm. is and it's even though there's not singing it, again it's yeah it's old school book musical mm-hmm. which right. is basically saying the story is this there to string along the music numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all it does. Yeah. So you follow the plot. The plot is very Thin. pedestrian. It is very pedestrian. But yet you're there because you're there to see these, some amazing dance numbers. And yeah. some really cool photography that illustrates yeah. well, and dance I, and it, it, But I find really interesting though that. is. And and I don't want to get too deep into this because I feel like you know there's a, there's a whole other deeper conversation there. But when I was going through and doing research and kind of like thinking about hip hop movies and stuff like that. And seeing Step Up on the list. To me, it almost didn't occur to me because it's like, okay, yes, absolutely, that is hip-hop dance. Yeah. But it's still, I still find it a little striking when it's not, 
God, I, I like. There's really not a way. I to me, it feels like white people appropriation. I knew you're gonna say that. Like that's so true. Because like that's what. And not to say, <laughs> but is. I mean, if you go back and if you look at, if you look at like Break In and um and Wild Style and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, even Breakspear, it is a little bit. It's more you know broad as opposed yeah. to like as far as cultural representation is concerned. You have you have black people, you have Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. you have some white people, and da da. But it's very broad. And so to go to step up where it's like two white people in the lead, and I'm just kind of like, Egh. yeah, but Chay Tatum had swag. I mean, it's Chay Tatum. All right. Only okay. in the first movie. I get, you know what? I'm starting to better understand how we're categorizing these movies. Yeah. So I think we should move on to one of the most important hip hop movies ever made. Malibu's most wanted. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping somebody was going to no, bring that and up. No, no, wait a second, wait a second. You're laughing, but I think that the the caricature of the extremely rich white kid who wants to pretend he's from the streets was a big statement. Mm-hmm. It is important <laughs> that we make fun of those people because they're terrible. <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, that that's true. That movie does do a really good job of calling that to light because also you have Tay Diggs and Anthony Anderson mm-hmm. playing black actors who are playing gangbangers in the movie and it's really like it's playing on the stereotypes of of how do you of, of actors who unfortunately black actors at that time period and still to a degree today too can only get those parts they have to play that type and it's not oh so, so now more. Terrence Howard's struggle with hustle and flow makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? are you saying Terrence Howard's a white man in a black man's body <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when will we a black call man... that an Oreo? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, it's just we're waiting for a black Hamlet. That's what we're there waiting we for. There we go. Um, we already got a black Hamlet. Wait, what am I thinking? Of? Othello. A black actually... Othello. Come black. on. Othello's we, supposed we, to be black. black. We gotta have Roxy. a white Othello. <laughs> a white Othello. A white Othello. Oh fuck! Yeah, that would be more realistic. You want to make a controversial play? You do a, a staging of Othello. <laughs> You cast a black actor, but you have him play Othello in whiteface, oh and you have everyone else oh, yes. do it in blackface. Actually, oh hey, so right that now that would fuck some shit up. So right now, I think it's at Kent State. There is there it's was, a guy, a white guy playing Martin Luther King for half for half the play. The other half of the play, it's a black guy. They'd like dual cast oh. it. And, yeah. and the, the playwright is pretty pissed. I mean, the look playwright at, is pissed, <laughs> and the director is black. Look what's on Broadway right now, Hamilton. I mean, it's an all-black cast playing yeah. white politicians. Yep, yep. Um, even in the Heights, yeah. you know. I mean, sure. Elman, Lin Manuel Miranda. He's he's Puerto Rican, and he's mm-hmm. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. And he's a genius. And he, I love how he he makes hip hop musicals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really yeah. encapsulates yeah. the entire hip. hop He's being compared to Stephen Sondheim. Oh my God, he's so great. By Stephen Sondheim. By (laughs) Stephen Sondheim. He's like, oh, he's like me. (laughs) Okay, who saw Ali G in the house? Oh my God, I saw that so long ago. A hip hop movie, you guys. The one where he addresses the House of Lords to like (laughs) for the electricity at the end when they're all wearing like brightly colored fucking. (laughs) Why? Like camouflage that's brightly colored and they don't camouflage at all. God, it's so bad. I'm looking at this uh, list on Wikipedia right now of what's considered hip hop films, and it's it's kind of insane. You know, um, actually, I gotta say this: I'd never heard. Bear in of- mind, it's Wikipedia. Everybody yeah. can edit it. Oh yeah. So yeah. you have to remember, it's Wikipedia Shatanica, and it's not always right. <laughs> That's it's pretty true. intense, though. Soul um, plane, anybody? Check for the citation. Soul plane. That's all oh I'm my saying. god. <laughs> Soul um, hey, plane. a plane with hydraulics needs to happen. <laughs> Let's remember, we're trying to elevate. It does yeah, have hydraulics, elevate, just not for what's that. Happening. We're not talking. Don't about hate. Goes back elevate. to my point, though, man. And, you know, there's there's a wide variety. Yes. There's also car wash. <laughs> car wash. 
Oh, Which was also like both. Like, I think I think both movies had Snoop Dogg in it. Too, I, I hope so. Speaking of car washes and wide variety, <laughs> I knew this girl and her name was uh, Jim, <laughs> and she had a beard. Don't you judge me. It was a slow week. It was a slow week. Anyway, anyway Sarah. <laughs> um, so I didn't even know that this movie existed until a couple of days ago, and I'm really sad it's not on Netflix because I want to find it. Oh. Um, CB4? <gasps> oh, no, I've heard of this movie. Yes. I've actually seen part of this movie. It's I've, hilarious. I've never seen it. No, 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 no. This is Chris Rock. Oh, shit. It's Chris Rock. It's Chris Rock. Sorry, yeah. I thought it was Eddie Murphy. Wait. Oh, Halle Berry's in it, too. Chris Rock. It was directed by Tamara Davis. Um, Phil Hartman's in it. Charlie Murphy's in it. Nice. Um, yep. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, and, and so... I mean, effectively, it's the spinal tap of hip-hop movies. <laughs> it's a mockumentary. It is, really. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. a mockumentary. And uh, Chris Rock plays the... Essentially, he's the representation of uh, and of what was N.W.A. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Easy E's in it, too. So this is 1993, man. This mm-hmm. is a good year. I yeah. love it. It's, uh, it's a mockumentary that... Um, I'm just reading from the description here. Yeah. Uh, that sees three naive, relatively mild-mannered, middle-class young rappers, Albert... <laughs> Euripides and Otis changing their image and reinventing their past to become bad boy gangster rappers, uh, becoming the target of shocked politicians. Phil Hartman and uh, and the gang lord they sent to prison. Wow. So that's the description from IndieWire. And uh, like, so again, a few days ago, I'm like, holy shit. Why is it, why isn't this movie on streaming? So I need to. I'm probably actually gonna watch it like later on tonight when Do I go it. home. Do it. I'm like, it's go pretty funny. I, I remember distinctly a scene where one of the characters gets killed and they're at the funeral, and a guy's beating up the body. He's no like, way. Where's my money, dude? My money. And, oh my god. And as they cut, and the funny thing is, so I think most people don't know this, but or know this, but let's just make sure they know. That bodies don't bruise after they're dead oh because everything just stops working. But as they keep going, cutting back to the body, the body's got like black eyes and things like that. <laughs> and it's it's really. And then at the end, he's like he crosses himself and goes back down to his pew. <laughs> he goes and sits back down. You know, uh, so it's wow. It's it's absurd. It's almost like Zucker Brothers were it. doing the mockumentary. It was a little yes, bit, but yeah. If you guys didn't know this, on the same year, a way better mockumentary about hip hop culture came out. Called Fear of a Black Hat. <gasps> Have any of you right. seen that? Yeah. yeah, and the characters' names were Tasty Taste, Tone Deaf, and Ice Cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And that was a Rusty Cundeef movie. I think I'm pronouncing that name right, but he has worked on so much stuff. It's ridiculous. Nice. I think he did one of the movie 43 bits. He did. Uh, he worked on the Wanda Sykes show. He worked on Human Giant. He wrote for Chappelle's show. But he had movies. He did Tales from the Hood. Oh, nice. Which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was his other big thing from the 90s that I loved. But yeah, that one's way funnier. The guy they have playing Easy e or Tasty Taste has this like bunker (laughs) full of guns, and he's showing them all. You guys got to see it. Fear of a Black Hat, which is a play on um, Public Enemy's big album, Fear of a Black Planet. (laughs) I love it. So I know we talked about it during when we were talking about stoner movies. Mm -hmm. Do we consider Friday a hip-hop movie? Yes, we do. Okay, why? Because I haven't personally seen Friday. I mean, I've seen Friday, but I saw it a long time ago. But yeah. You haven't seen Friday, Roxy? You would get Roxy, the you would like fuck Friday. out of the nerd cave. I know. My stoner credibility is going right out the window with all that smoke. I know. Um, 
the fact is that it's about what a couple African American stoners. Is that the whole idea? The whole yeah, and they have to like, and they have to like get money to their dealer by ten o'clock. Okay, is there hip hop music as the soundtrack, as the overall kind of like? Are sure. they listening yeah. to it? Are they yeah, going? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, do is there rapping at all? Like, is there b boying involved? Is there a feature? Maybe Sean? like we want to kind of explore themes of hip hop. No, is it there's really, none. Uh, you know, highlighted. Yeah, in this there's movie? no. So there's no b boying. There's no. Mm. No, there's no. I feel like just. Either. I feel like just having a hip hop soundtrack doesn't necessarily make it a hip hop. We're kind of just. If we say that's a hip. If we say that, or if we say boys in the hood. Or a hip hop movie, mm. then we're just saying if they have black people yeah, that's yeah, and that's, and in the hood, then it's, it's a. Yeah. And I don't want. I call that. those hood movies. Right. Mm. There's hood I mean, movies. So, yeah. Okay. And I mean, arguably, hood movies are a subgenre of hip hop movies. That is very good based point. on how some people will talk about it. That's so that's true. we're gonna go ahead and leave that to listeners. I don't know, Brian. Do how do we do that? How are we gonna leave it to the listeners? Well, I mean, just talk to us. I mean, all right. There's only one way to settle this, Brian. You need to run out into the middle of the street and just grab the first black person you see, <laughs> drag them into the cave. We need their opinion because we're all don't know what the we fuck don't know we're, what talking we're talking about. Our white is showing. Well, oh, I mean, God. but I mean, I feel like that's something that we should define. Why we've, not? we've gone through and we've very strictly defined genres before mm-hmm. on this podcast. The hashtag, princess and hashtag, the frog. Okay. The <laughs> princess and the Blasco, frog is a hip hop movie. No, it is not a hip hop movie. It's not a hip hop movie. Hashtag black or white. I would say. Jesus, no. Look, here's what I would say. So bad. And listeners, if I am wrong, please tell me. Uh-huh. This is just me. Hashtag hip hop or not. Sure. So if you're talking about a movie where you define the, the genre by the music that's played in it, I would say not just that it contains that kind of music, but how central that music is to the storytelling. Sure. That to me would define whether it's a hip-hop movie or a movie that happens to have hip-hop music in it. Are you saying, like, are they, like, debating about hip-hop artists in the scene? So, like, Kinda for like example, let's use Straight Eye Compton as one example, right? Okay. So the music is entirely, I'm going to use a film term here, diegetic. It means it exists. It's the people actually recording it, people actually performing it, right? It literally advances the story forward because it's happening in the story. Right. Right? Same thing with Step Up. The music is happening in that yeah. Storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the storytelling. Right. I think that distinction helps a lot. Because if it's non-diegetic, if it's just the underscoring that helps the context of a scene, the emotion of a scene, that's just oh, that's just fucking soundtrack. We just yeah. always get ourselves into so much trouble trying to categorize and, <laughs> and tell everybody about the gray areas, yeah. no pun intended, in between <laughs> all of these things. I mean, to be honest, with, that's germane to what we're trying to talk about here. We're trying to really identify. That's a... germane or is that pertains to? <laughs> uh, that's germane to. It, 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 it's Jermaine Jackson to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was so waiting for you to say it. Which means that it's important, but it's not Michael. It's not, so it's not that important. It's not Michael Jackson to the it's topic. It's not Michael. It's not Janet. It's not even fucking LaToya, okay? <laughs> it's Jermaine. It's not even LaToya. Okay, point. okay. Wow, but I, I feel so that... bad for Tito. It's only one no, no, step no, no, above no, Tito. That brings a really, really... No, that raises a very, very important point. And who is more famous, Jermaine or LaToya? <laughs> <laughs> well, LaToya looks the most like Michael. Oh, so that might no. actually be the... We love you, LaToya. <laughs> and Janet. Like, they all kind of have We got love for you. Yeah. And we, they oh, all Miss Jackson, nice if you nest. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson! <laughs> <laughs> you 
guys, I, I love this episode so hard right now. It's so, so weird. Awesome. It's, <laughs> it is very, we are out the, of our comfort zone. Can y'all like, tell? No, this was like yeah, we go it, from talking about stuff and then going, wait a second, should we be saying this? Let's vocalize that we're not sure. All right, then go back to talking like we're Because we're really offended. Because we're, we're, we're not really offended. We can really classify this. Oh, it's God. because we're so afraid of offending a black person. We're is why. so that's scared. What we're, that's what we're trying to do. I'm not. No, I know Sean, you're not. I treat everyone equally. I am willing to offend everyone. Yes, you are. But, you know, at the same time, that being said, acknowledging that fear is, is, I mean, this is going to sound stupid or sound overly political. But it's, I mean, that's important because it shouldn't matter when we, because if we're wrong, we're wrong. Simple as that. We've Mm -hmm. been wrong before. We've been very wrong before. And, you know, I don't want to make this episode necessarily political. But let's be honest, hip hop is political. Yep. So you're going to touch on these topics. It comes from a a political place. It's a movement because it was political at the time. I mean, okay, so there was another documentary, Roxy, that I'm so glad you pointed out to me because... I watched half of I had time to watch half of it. It was okay. wildly fascinating. Mm. Rebel Kings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know the movie The Warriors? Yeah. Okay, that shit actually happened, but it was way worse. <laughs> Nine years earlier. It, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't super cheese balls like The Warriors no, was. Sir. But like there really were a bunch of like factions of warring gangs in the South Bronx at this time when hip-hop culture, hip-hop music, and everything was on the rise. And all of it comes from the same place of being the fact that the South Bronx didn't used to be a totally poor, impoverished place. It became that because... You know, of Italians, of a, well, <laughs> of a lot of reasons, of a lot of, of, of political changes, socioeconomic yes. changes. I mean, people yeah. basically abandoned. Yeah, the there South was Bronx. there was a huge white flight. Oh yeah, they all took off. It was really yeah, just and horrible. and left this in, impoverished area where people were. They didn't have um, cultural outlets. Mm-hmm. They didn't have places to go. They things didn't have to keep family. them. They, yeah. You know, and it just kind of left everything in shambles. Buildings were being burned down. People were getting beat up on the streets. We're also coming from a time where, you know, the Black Panther movement was high on the rise at that moment, you know, in the 70s. We're coming off of the 60s where, you know, everybody had all these high hopes but then um, for peace and, and change. And, yeah. And then everything fell apart. Yeah. And then it just turned into kind of chaos. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, this culture really did come out of something so important. Yeah. And to come out of one sort of central location and then just completely expand, I so I do kind of think to a certain extent, when you look at a movie like Boys in the Hood, you know, it is kind of a hip-hop movie in the sense that it comes from that same culture, that same essence that developed hip-hop. Yes. So there is an argument for it there. If you mm-hmm. want to look at it at a more topical level where it has to sure. contain those four artistic elements, yeah. then fine, we can define hip hop movies. No, that I way, think no, I think I think yeah. that that's a, that's a really there. good that's a really good good argument to make. I agree with that actually. But you no, know, since you yeah. mentioned earlier brown sugar, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a hip hop movie in the sense that it takes place in the hip hop industry. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Done. But if it was. Mo's Def that... is awesome in that movie because Mo's Def is a great fucking sure. actor. He's so good. Sure. As well as a great fucking hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't for the plot involving a hip hop label, would it. Yes. Would it, would it qualify? Well, so, I mean, really, yes, because the two main characters. I'm so surprised I remember this. Because <laughs> like, I haven't seen this movie since high school. Nice. Um, the two main characters who kind of have this like, will we, won't we kind of love mm-hmm. thing going on. They've been best friends. Their lives have been intertwined for so long. 
they really discover each other and have this shared moment of discovering hip hop music on the same street corner at the same time. Done. Sure. Drop the mic. Walk away. And it (laughs) develops their relationship. She is an editor for a hip hop magazine and he is an A&R for a hip hop label. And so it, they kind of, their lives become intertwined around hip hop music. Okay. So here's, here's one where I would think the line gets very, very great or really probably is where we can draw it. Mm -hmm. Barbershop and beauty shop. Mm. Beauty shop is the spinoff of that, right? Barbershop and beauty. Set in the same kind of climate, right? Has a score that would support that. Sorry, but it's not about the music. It's about it's about the story. It's an ensemble piece about these characters. It's right? about people within that subculture, right? Within that, people within in the culture, uh, talking about elements of, uh, that that define that culture. Right. Um. It's political. Okay. It's topical. It's uh, the 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 mood, the scene, the setting. I mean, it, it encompasses not only a New York lifestyle. Yeah. Um. But hip-hop culture at its best i think it does a really good job at not lampooning it or nor satirizing it but really just celebrating it you can have hip-hop movies that are fun uh, and have good endings mm. and not necessarily be dramatic politically driven uh uh, sob stories no i mean i think if we're going back to the original necessarily fair but i think if we're going back to the definition of what role does the music play in the storytelling yeah that's where we that's where i'm wondering where if that line starts Mm. to get, get drawn a bit more because I see your point completely. Um, that's what I was trying to say. Words. It has to. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to wholly disagree with any movie that's not about people that are like making hip hop or, like, let's say graffiti. Any of those four elements, if they drive the story, then it's a hip hop movie. If not, then Barbershop, in my opinion, is just a comedy. That's okay. okay. I mean, that's one way to look at it for sure. Okay. For sure. I mean, it. it, it... It's, it's, this it's is a, a blurry th- genre. This is it a very. Is. I, I'm getting more confused about it. But now, not only guys. that, but I mean, <laughs> the, we've never been about absolutes in this no. podcast. We've been about discussion, that's and that's true. the whole point: is that we come, we can come up with strong points of view that may, for the most part, prove an argument. It won't come from Wikipedia. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's like wait, who wait. wins this? Nobody wins this. No one is right necessarily in this mm-hmm. case. And if you are. You're you're just an asshole, basically. But, if you yeah, going to prove yourself, true. and this stuff is subjective. It completely is exactly. Yeah. And so, for example, is the jazz singer considered a hip hop? You mean the one with no, Al Jolson? Uh, the thing <laughs> that fuck, the thing that predates hip hop. Yes, totally. It is, is no, it the proto. No, no. Or no, is it Sean, just a really, ridiculous. really long ad for kiwi shoe polish? <laughs> No, it's no. Wow. Like, is Must Love Dogs a hip hop movie? No, Jesus it, the jazz singer is a slap in the face of everything yes, that hip hop movies oh, stand God. for. And yep, and wh- that's why I said it. And while it is <laughs> and while it would be a callback to the days of you know vaudeville and early Broadway. The fact that Al Jolson's character Gus in blackface is is unfortunately is this stereotypically dumb black guy mm. who gets in trouble and has to kind of get himself out of it Ugh, because so of his buffoonery. Sad. It 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 really is kind of a slap in the face of everything that the equality movement has been trying to. Speaking of getting slapped in the face, Sarah, what? <laughs> you slap him with some knowledge. That was awfully close to actually hitting me in the face. Yeah, Brian, Brian you're cut off. I like. I felt like your fingernail graze my cheek. That was that was great. A gust of air. Oh, get out of here, fighting. Um, 
Okay, so are we willing to then say, because apparently half our episode is going to be defining the genre. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Which is okay. Yeah. We've yeah. done this before. We have. Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Is it a sci-fi or a fantasy or a sci-fi <laughs> fantasy? Um, so are we willing to say that there are hip-hop movies and there are hood movies and there are hip-hop hood movies? Ooh. Yeah. I think we, what my point I was making earlier is that there's fusion yeah. that takes place. Yes. Hip-hop can be part of it, but there's hip-hop musicals, there's hip-hop sure. hood movies, there hip-hop are hip-hop comedies, hip-hop, hip-hop comedies, dramas, absolutely, hip-hop parodies. Hip-hop as documentaries. We've t- exactly. Good, hip-hop right. mockumentaries. Yeah. Synergy, y'all. Synergy. Mm-hmm. Again, culture it. is not a skyscraper. Mm-mm. And then why is it that, like, and here's the other thing. I mean, we look at, we can, yes, define hip-hop movies, but why don't we also define what counts as, like, a suburban movie? Mm. Like... Pretty Friday? in Pink and <laughs> American Beauty and like yeah or you know those yeah. kinds of th- like because that's like obviously been very very heavily represented in a fuck ton of movies however hip hop gets to be more specific because it is a subculture it is not as mainstream or as dominant as white culture is frankly mm-hmm. and so I think it is important that at least we're having this discussion we're talking about it and mentioning these movies because i don't like yeah sure some of them may not be critically acclaimed but they don't they shouldn't get lost in the ether i completely agree i think i think what sarah and roxy are trying to say is that girls just want to have fun is white girl crush group (laughs) (laughs) featuring helen hunt featuring helen hunt yeah (laughs) at her thuggest (laughs) at her thuggest (laughs) no no can throw down okay twister oh twister girl held her yeah you don't no, Helen Hunt. Twister. Helen Hunt before Damn. Helen Hunt before the five head. Oh, she was gangster as fuck. <laughs> she totally earned her street cred in that one. Uh-huh. Literally though, she's literally holding on to the fucking street so the twister doesn't fucking blow her away. What <laughs> is that? That's what I'm saying. No, man. no, it's about mad about you, motherfucker. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it is New York. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> so good shit, you guys. I love this. I'm so glad we got to talk about this. I'm just, I'm so, oh, this is so fun. I love it. Shall we feed the back? Yeah, yeah. let's, let's feed some back or Mm -hmm. back some feed. I don't know how, how does that work? (laughs) Back, back, back it up. I don't know. Feed my back. Listener feedback. Yeah. Feed my back. (laughs) Feed my back a fucking bologna sandwich immediately. (laughs) Oh, uh, can I just say, I don't, I can't remember who sent this one. Who sent that one in? Um, I want to talk about the Akbar one. Oh, yeah. Yes, let's do it. Uh, so Mike wrote in with the subject line, Akbar question mark. Hi, I just wanted to say that your podcast is pretty great and keep them coming. But since I haven't been listening since the beginning, I wanted to know why you guys call each other on cursing as Akbar. Last time I checked, Admiral Akbar didn't curse in any way. For example, he didn't start his monologues by saying, okay, you dirty, smelly, homeless fucks. We need <laughs> to go fucking kill yourselves for some shit. That means nothing. Um, oh, and if <laughs> if any fucks survive, you'll get my leftover dinner. So why do you call it Akbar? Again, keep them coming. Aww. Mike, let me clarify and actually just remind some of our older listeners, too, of the origin story of Akbar. <gasps> so we were talking about, I think it was like all of us Nerdonomy people many years ago, like Sean and Eric. I've got it. The answer is it was I- a t-shirt. 
No, this it was, was PR, before the t-shirt. No, the t-shirt was what started it. I'm, no. s- I'm dead serious. I I'm remember serious. why we turned it into a t-shirt. Try by combat yes. right now. <laughs> because Eric made a joke about a nerdy dominatrix, and I responded, the safe word is Akbar. Oh! Right. Okay, fair. And therefore, we turned it into a t-shirt, and we actually decided that the safe word on the show was going to be Akbar. So whenever usually Sean says something so offensive yes. that we're kind of like, oh, that's too much. You've gone too far. Yeah. Then we say Akbar. It has nothing to do with swearing. Which is because which, fuckity fuck. Which fuck, actually fuck. shows. <laughs> which actually also shows how racist you three actually are because I didn't get Akbar once this whole episode and I think I was pretty insensitive even for me. Oh God, that just shows how insensitive we were. I think it oh. shows. How, I no, desensitized. Yeah, you. that oh. shows how desensitized we are to Sean. Yeah, or we've our, also yeah. We apologize to Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> yeah. We've also used Akbar when we want to express that, like... Something's made us uncomfortable. Something's made us uncomfortable. Or that does not represent how we feel. Yeah. Either. So, there you have it. I mean, Very that's kind of long and the short of it, to it's, be honest. It's our way of censoring ourselves. What episode was that? It wasn't, on an, e- it wasn't on an episode. I thought it was. It was all... No, it was all off mic. Really? That was off mic, and then we introduced oh. it... On the show as a safe word. So it, it was like actually, ladies and gentlemen, you have now been let in on the longest inside joke in Nerdonomy's history. I love yes. it. So wait, wait, oh, it was Mike, introduced to an episode. I Mike, just said Mike is also Zachary, wrong yeah. because when he said that Admiral Akbar never said anything insensitive, I think that's because he's only seen the fucking late 90s special edition versions <laughs> because in the original... Fucking Admiral Akbar never said what he said uh, that you see now. It was as soon as Lando Calrissian showed up on the ship, he said, "It's a black," Jesus and you totally Christ. missed that. Wah, Sean, wah. that was such a long setup for one silly bunch. Of <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it took me forever. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so that that is the origin story of the Akbar. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, we got one from. Let's actually just. I mean, this, we literally got this while we were recording. It is from Wes. His message, just very quick. He says, "One of my favorite Wes Craven cameos is in Giant Silent Bob Strike Back when he makes the murderer a monkey and Jay Burson and says, we love this monkey.' And uh, he will be truly missed. Though I did hear." <laughs> Uh, in solidarity, many porn stars choose not to come he, to work. He, oh he said, come with It doesn't a- work. With the way that you said it, it doesn't work because he screams, we love this monkey. <laughs> but when you say, and then when they come in and they scream, we love this monkey. It's like you're an NPR person <laughs> talking about it. You're yeah. listening to The Delicious Dish on National Public Radio. God, Brian, you'd be the oh, perfect no, NPR host. Do you realize this? It's, I do realize this. You're the Terry this. Gross of Neurodonomy. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Uncomfortable pauses and all. <laughs> Nothing. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Yeah. <laughs> delicious. Yes, fun. Who wants fun. to read the uh, feedback that we got through Facebook from Elizabeth? I will. Okay. And this is from Elizabeth. It says, hi again. I just listened to the West Craven episode and she loved it. Um, uh, his movies are the only horror movies that she likes. That said, she'd pay a good money to see The Sound of Murder, in which a young nun becomes a governess for a brood of spoiled children <laughs> who slowly drive her insane, causing her to murder them all in the midst of a terrifying thunderstorm, while muttering, these are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> but the thunder was not That's loud awesome. enough to drown out the sound of murder. Starring Julie Andrews at the, wow. as the demented nun and Christopher Plummer as the widowed father who must risk his life for those of his children. Certainly, it would have an early summer release. Sometime in early July, I think. <laughs> oh, well, nailed it. Done. Nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> uh, fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, finally, we have, we have one more. 
piece of if you the back uh, from Devin. Devin asks for a recommended watch list for upcoming episodes. Ooh, the problem with that, Devin, is that we figured, can't come too soon. Well, we figured that shit out after we record. Yeah. So, like, we do. So, this is the way an, a, a typical recording works for us: is um, one Sunday a month, we all get together, we record two episodes while circle jerking. Usually. Yeah. And Which is complicated with two women in the room. Let's be yeah, honest. There's, Circle it's flicking. It's a crowded nerd cave. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then after those episodes are wrapped, then we go, oh, fuck, we're so tired. Gotta go. Oh, shit. We gotta come up with two new episodes. Uh, what are we gonna do? So, <laughs> oh, man. So that's the way that usually works. So it, as much as we'd love to give you a heads up preview... Um, a lot of times we make this shit up on the fly, and we've also been known to change things in the last minute. At the last like minute, tonight. like tonight, yeah, um, because because things happen, or like amazing interview opportunities happen, like right in front of us. Like, got to do it now. I can guarantee you that in January we will talk about Mel Brooks movies, so Hell you can yeah. look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the holidays are prone upon us. So you can get... about upon yeah. <laughs> Um and that's sense... And you guys still don't want to do my idea of like when we read the Christmas Carol last year, I want to read the script for The Passion of the Christ, <laughs> but we do it all in fucked up weird voices. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. In, di- I, so in you... Aramaic? In Aramaic <laughs> nonetheless. In Latin? No, 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 in no. Yiddish. We'll do the English part. Oh. Jesus. Wow. No wow. pun intended. Sorry. No, sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. But seriously, though, you guys, we're going to do a Christmas special and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I and mean, the karaoke episode's going to come back. So maybe we learn. can actually, because I think that those are probably going to be the next two episodes. Maybe we can yeah. just say that because we actually did kind of talk about it while we were killing time trying to figure out. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, so we'll do a karaoke episode. We might even throw in a Christmas song. Christmas. <laughs> and uh, then. We'll do a Christmas movie. Christmas uh, comes uh, each oh, time yes, each yes. year. In fact, we're going to do for December. This is the first time we've ever pre-announced an yeah. episode. Just for you, Devin. Hope you're fucking happy. Uh, we're going to do a compare and contrast on the Grinch. So we're going to compare the Chuck Yes. So we're going to compare the Chuck Jones original 30-minute Christmas special mm-hmm. to the Ron Howard film of the same name. And, of course, by chiming in with the OG book, too. Oh, OG. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Oh, for sure. Oh, for yeah. Sure. So get your Jim Carrey on yeah. and watch that movie. Uh, you can And you can get The Grinch every fucking where. You yeah. can get it on iTunes. You probably can even find it on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere. So watch that and then uh, and laugh because Chuck Jones is amazing. And then you'll be ready to do the next episode. And karaoke, fuck. Um, get drunk, go to a bar that does karaoke. Make it yeah, happen. that's good research. Pick a song that's from a movie. Sing it, and then you'll be prepared. Yeah. Tell us what you sang. All right. Ooh, and then the next ep- for the next episode, Devin, what I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you to watch uh, American History X, Requiem for a Dream, Schindler's <laughs> List, and then watch this movie called Salo or A Hundred and Something Days of uh, Sodom. Are you trying to Watch all those him? in a row. And if you haven't killed yourself, you're my favorite person ever. That has nothing to do with what's coming up. Oh, goodness God. gracious. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, may, Devin, maybe your feedback here will actually give us cause to think about things in advance, but I'm not making any guarantees. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so, folks, 
like you said. Don't make me do stuff, Devin. We since, just have too much fun doing this. Since fun we are. On the fly. Since I got stuff and things to do. Okay. Brian's going to lose his shit. I'm going to make a quick little little thing because we've got like 130 episodes. And now we have a great, delicious backlog you can go into. Oh. After you've stuffed your fucking face, stuff your fucking ears with some great content. Because we've got an episode on Thanksgiving movies we did uh, back in the uh, two, like two, three years ago, I think. This is three years PR, ago. PR, pre-Roxy. Is it the pre-Roxy days? It's pre-Roxy days, yeah. This is this is the Robert days we're oh. talking about oh, of Nerds on Film. And then we have that awesome episode, Native Americans, We're Sorry. <laughs> Native oh, Americans, yeah. We're Sorry. <laughs> that's right. We did that one as well. Awesome. Uh, there's the uh, That's a Sexy Turkey Minus Kale, which is the first Thanksgiving. Well, that's, that's the one we're talking about. Oh, that's wow. the one where we're talking about Thanksgiving movies, which is basically really? Son-in-Law. <laughs> Yeah. What's it? Son in Law is the only real Thanksgiving movie. Son in Law. Next, ah, uh, Home for the Holidays. Home for the, no, that was uh, oh, that was Thanksgiving. That was wasn't it? That's right. Those are the only two Thanksgiving movies mm-hmm. that, that is exist. Sad. Pretty much. That is very sad. Yeah. But honestly, those. What were just about fun the one where the turkey kills everybody? Oh. Right. What about the New World? Because it's all about the fir- the landing oh. of the. Uh, oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. topical. <laughs> Terrence Malick's version of the Pocahontas, New World, basically. or as yeah. I call it, dental surgery. The movie. <laughs> dental surgery. It makes me feel the way I feel getting a root canal. Oh yeah. boy. But guys, so while you are listening through our backlog, which you can so conveniently find on nerdonomy.com. Segway. Yes. Uh, yeah. You can also do several other things when you happen to be on our website. Mm-hmm. You can go to the merch page and buy some t-shirts. You can buy one that says the safe word is Akbar now that you know the origin story. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, <laughs> you can also uh, go through our old blog. You can uh, click the talk to us button and give us this listener feedback. Um, Devin, you can bitch at us for not planning ahead. Um, Elizabeth, you can tell us other horror movie versions of musicals because I really like the way you think. <laughs> um, yeah, girl, you impressed us all. Yes, Sean. And everybody else, please send me hate mail. Yeah, yeah. Sean hasn't gotten hate mail. I feed on it. Yeah, he hasn't gotten hate mail in a long time, so yeah. go ahead and go for that, yes. too. It makes his heart go three times as big. Fall into yeah. my That's not all the grocery trap. times his size. What? Um, and also, if other places to give us feedback, you can um, find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. All good places. Uh, because Brian's so bored, he's really good at responding back on all of those things. Oh, I'm handling social media at the so moment. That yeah, because I'm fun employed, which is the nice way of saying I'm an actor. Yeah, and fun you're doing employed. a great job at it. So um, anyway, so please do um, give us your feedback. But most importantly, the best thing you can do is tell your friends. Spread the word of nerd. You can do it by going onto iTunes and giving us a review. You can um, give us a review through Stitcher or other whatever the fuck podcasting directory you use. Or you give can... us a review on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> You'd or... love that, wouldn't you, Sean? Give us a review. The food was shit, but the, the atmosphere was hilarious. <laughs> give us a review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Travel review no used sense by humans. <laughs> um, I love it. Um, or you can Trip also, uh, you know, retweet. Give me a review on Hot or Not. <laughs> you remember just, that shit? Or you could just tell your fucking friends, hey, guys, I heard this podcast. It's yeah. kind of bullshit, but it's pretty funny kind yeah or or you can you know swipe right on Sean's grinder profile hey 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 i i do have a grinder profile but i didn't know what it was 
<laughs> Until first. it was too late. Okay? Yeah. And once I figured out what it was, now I've got the premium membership. It's like you pay extra. And somehow we ended up at a wedding in Phoenix. So go figure. <laughs> With really sore butts. <laughs> uh, but yes, guys, spread the word nerd like a bird turd. <laughs> Thank you. You beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it spread. I time. said it first. Now everybody's using it. It is blossoming like a beautiful flower. Quote, Sean. Yes. And speaking of that, nerds, it is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Later. Peace outside. (laughs) Bye. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Do not miss your chance to blow, because opportunity comes once in a lifetime. And when you put it like that, they call it. Whackity, smackity, dear. <laughs> <laughs>